Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. Over 27 and a half in the Army-Navy game was <laughs> easy money this week. Oh my, easy money. What a sick beat for, for the unders. That's yeah, two years that, in a row, by the way, that that under has yeah. been a, a tough beat. That's how we're starting the streak of overs. It, it just took two <laughs> miracles in a row to go over. Oh. Overtime last year, and then this year, the safety at the end. Just Unbelievable. Wow. Well, I mean, it looked... Navy had a chance to score the touchdown to go over, but that's uh, the thing. I mean, just over under aside, like the game itself, Navy made a it, Navy looked dead. They, they didn't look like they had a shot, and then they made a great comeback to nearly pull it off. Yeah, crazy, crazy game. Uh, but we also had the Heisman Trophy this weekend. No surprise, Jaden Daniels wins it. Not quite a runaway, but uh, comfortable victory over Michael Penix second, Bo Nix third, and Marvin Harrison Jr. fourth. Anything about the voting stand out to you? No, I mean, he deserved to win it. Um, glad he did. I just, like, there's always a couple things that I, I think about. Like, like who put Cody Schrader at number one or two? Like, three people <laughs> put him at number one or two. Uh, same with J.J. McCarthy. Like, eight people had him in their top two. Like, I don't know. Each year, I, I just, I would love to know the number of people that, that vote yeah. early. Like, who McCarthy votes would say early? You're, you're, someone voted. Just, oh, oh, sorry. We're having internet issues. Go on. I interrupted. Oh, that's right. I just, I, I'd love to know who, you know, the number of voters that vote early. And I also love to know, like, like this year personally, just to, to understand from the voters, if Oregon won the Pac-12 title, like would Knicks have won? Did, did that one game hang in the balance for, for them? I, I would, it, it honestly probably would have been razor thin. Yeah, it would have been. I think he would have won. I mean, he would have been. I personally favorite, do too. I think. Yeah, it is crazy how. A few plays can can change everything, but I mean, for me, it didn't matter. I I think we said last yeah. week I would have voted for Jaden Daniels, regardless of what Bo Nix did in that title or or Michael Penix. But yeah, Jaden Daniels deserved it, so no issue there. Um, let's move on to the coaching carousel. Duke hired Penn State defensive coordinator and of course former my former Miami head coach Manny Diaz to replace Mike Elko. Did you like that hire? I think so. I mean, I don't know. He he's yeah. been a He's been a good defensive coordinator. You just kind of recently you wonder how much of that was, you know, Penn State's defense kind of been running itself uh, with the talent and he took over for a good defensive coordinator uh, pry. So, but, you know, I, I'm, if I'm a Duke fan, I'm hoping that he, he learned from his Miami stint. Uh, I think he deserves another shot. I, I hope he excites the, the Duke fan base. Yeah. And at Miami, I mean, I guess you'd kind of, if we're going golf terms here, I'd give him a bogey. Like it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't yeah. great. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm okay with it, but I wouldn't be super enthused. It's just kind of like, all right, we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Um, now this one, I'm a little more enthused. Um, Tulane hired John Summerall from Troy to replace Willie Fritz. And I think it's a great hire. I mean, he led back-to-back Sunbelt champs um, at Troy, 12-2. and two. 11 and two this year before the bowl game. Uh, and I didn't realize this. He was an assistant coach at university of San Diego while I was, while I was there, which I did not realize. Wow. we got a like couple of USD uh, I know. connections the last couple of weeks. Um, so now I'm really pulling for him at Tulane, but, but I also saw that Tulane they've, they've pledged a major expansion and improvement of their athletic facilities and good given, you know, how good they've been on the field seems like a good time for the green wave and, and Summerall. 
Yeah, this was a great hire. I, I thought I was expecting Summerall to kind of skip a level, but uh, so it was it was surprising to me that that this was the job he took. But good for good for Tulane. Uh, UTEP hired Scotty Walden from Austin P to re- replace Dana Dimmel, and he's a native Texan, so that's that's always good at UTEP. Did a good job at Austin P. I mean, he inherited a team that had just made an FCS playoff. So actually, they call it playoffs down there. Yes, do do yes. the plural. I said do do, but <laughs> um, so you know, and then it took him a few years for he himself to to get the team back there. But they did this season, and uh, so. A fine hire. Wouldn't call it a home run, though. Sure. Uh, Louisiana Monroe hired New Mexico State offensive coordinator Brian Vincent to replace Terry Bowden. So I like it in the sense of going for a guy who has seen a massive turnaround himself. You know, he ha- he learned under Jerry Kill. Um, his offense has been the reason why they had a turnaround at New Mexico State. Uh, so maybe he can spark some of the same fire at, at ULM. All right. Middle Tennessee hired former Vanderbilt head coach Derek Mason to replace Rick Stockstill. Obviously, they're very familiar with with Derek Mason in Nashville. He was at Vanderbilt and he he did follow up James Franklin. So he inherited a pretty good thing, but he also inherited Vanderbilt. So it's it's been pretty tough for almost everyone else to win there. So you kind of don't fault him too much for his tenure there. And it's not like it was it was terrible, but um yeah, he had moments. Yeah, he had a couple bowl games in there, I think. So it wasn't wasn't awful. So now going down, of course, a few notches. I I think it I think it makes some sense. Um, but I don't know. I guess over kind of like the Manny Diaz hire. I'm just kind of neutral on it. Sure. New Mexico hired Bronco Mendenhall to replace Danny Gonzalez. That's a big hire uh, for the Lobos. He's back in Mountain West Conference where he thrived. I guess BYU was also independent for a few years while he was there. But but overall, he's had a lot of success in in that region. And New Mexico has proven to have some pockets of success. And and I personally, I personally like how they were starting to play at the end of the year. So maybe there is something for for Bronco to build on. That's got to be. I think that'll end up being one of the best hires of the offseason, given good you know given the level. Um, okay, Craig Bull is retiring at Wyoming and being replaced by their defensive coordinator, Jay Savell. And Craig Bull, he's had a, a great career. Of course, he's the one that really at least started this latest run for North Dakota State. He won three straight national titles there, and that led to many, many more. Um, and But after those three titles, he went to Wyoming, did a good job. They They were a pretty bad program for most of my lifetime, but he brought them up to to be respectable took them to six bowls in 10 years so uh good for him and as far as jay savell he hasn't had the greatest tenure as their dc um they they had had really good defenses and you know the last few years haven't been as good as they as previously so i don't know i i'm not super excited about it but i guess i understand when the program's in good shape promote from within sure yeah, Bull, like there were some years or some even some teams that you you thought were going to be terrible and he would he would overachieve with them. So that yeah, was uh, yeah, he was good. He was solid. Um James Madison hired Bob Chesney from Holy Cross to replace Kurt Signetti. And he's been a head coach for 14 years now, even though he's kind of a younger guy. Um, won five Patriot League titles in a row. Holy Cross hadn't reached the postseason in a decade before he got there. 
Um, he led them to the FCS quarterfinals for the first time in 40 years. So I don't, you know, personally know much about him, but he, he seems like a solid hire for, for the Dukes. Yeah, for sure. Okay. That's all the, the, the head coaching changes. Let's get to the transfer portal and, uh, the biggest domino to fall, I think the the best quarterback in the portal was, uh, at least as a college player, Dylan Gabriel, going from Oklahoma to Oregon. What do you think about that? Yeah, Oregon, obviously they got that that NIL money, and and they're not afraid to just get you know a guy that's only going to be there for a year because Dylan Gabriel produces, man. He puts up big numbers, and you know I guess when Jeff Levy left Oklahoma. Gabriel decided he wanted to go somewhere else. It was still a little surprising, but um, you know, they Oregon had success with the transfer Bo Nix. Uh, so, and it, you know, if Oregon has a similar team as they did this year, Gabriel will certainly be in the Heisman race next year. Yeah, they're just this Oregon team is they're just never going to have holes on their roster. I feel like in this NIL era, because they if they need a position, they can go shell out money in the in the transfer portal or yeah. high school recruiting. So. They they they've got that program rolling. Um, we had yeah. uh, another transfer, Brock Vandegrift, going from from Georgia to Kentucky. Yeah, he was one of the highest rated quarterbacks a few uh, recruiting cycles ago. Spent the last few years on the bench at Georgia. You know, if you're a Kentucky fan, you just hope he was kind of hidden behind greatness. They they kind of want him to be like like Will Levis was from Penn State to Kentucky, where he was highly touted. Um, didn't really get your chance to shine until, you know, until he was a, a wildcat. So we'll see how he, he fares in a Kentucky uniform. Finally became official Riley Leonard going to Notre Dame. Apparently it was, uh, not a very well-kept secret, but I, I think this is a pretty high floor move with, with Riley Leonard's running ability that he showed at Duke. Um, he was decent as a passer there, but that's, that's where he needs to improve or, or at least maybe a better supporting cast will make him look better but everyone says he's one of those players that everyone says has this great nfl potential so i i can't rule you know rule out him making a, a big jump in the passing game but we'll see yeah i mean sam hartman was an incredible passer and they just they couldn't quite get over the hump so it's more looks like it's more than just a quarterback but his yeah. his running ability will will help um all right tyler van dyke going from miami to wisconsin and I think this one is interesting on a couple levels because one, we most of us thought that that Tanner Mordecai would put up some good numbers in Phil Longo's system, and and that didn't pan out at all. Um, so maybe Van Dyke will. The the second kind of level there is from the Van Dyke point of view, you know, he was great a couple years ago, last year not so much, and then this past season he was off and on. Like he had some some good moments, battled some injuries. So I'm just really interested to see if we get the good Van Dyke or bad Van Dyke or maybe pairing him up with a good OC. Well, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it seems like for Wisconsin, they've got to, you know, work on the supporting cast and everything as well, because I don't think Tanner Mordecai was the only issue with with that offense this year. Um, All right, let's uh, let's preview some bowl games. Uh, We've got them starting on Saturday, December 16th. Yeah, we've got the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Georgia Southern is favored three and a half over Ohio. And Ohio trying to get back to back 10 win seasons for their first time ever. The problem with that, though, is their quarterback, Curtis Rourke, and and top running backs are in the transfer portal. And this is an offense that, even with those guys, they weren't all that great, relied more on their defense. 
And so I know, you know, Georgia Southern, they come in, they, they've lost four straight. Uh, but a lot of that was due to their defense. And I think with a, a watered down Ohio team, I think they'll bounce back and I'm, I'm taking Georgia Southern. All right. Next one is the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. We got Jacksonville State favored three against Louisiana. And of course, Jacksonville State making a bowl game despite being ineligible or whatever right. the term was uh, for, for the postseason. But there weren't enough six win teams available. So, so they got the nod. So that's good. But, um, you know, despite being coached by Rich Rod, they, their offense, you know, really wasn't the strength of their team. It was, it was the defense. But I think this could be a good matchup for them because they, they run the ball well. Uh, with they got Zion Webb at quarterback, and Louisiana was last in the Sun Belt in rushing success rate allowed. So, uh, uh, with Rich Rod with some time to prepare, I'm going to make the Gamecocks my lock of the week. And you know they're excited to be there; like it's the first bowl game for them. So yeah, that's, exactly. That's good. Um, all right, now to the who could forget the avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl, Miami Ohio against App State. App State's favorite six and a half. I'm taking Miami, Ohio with the points. They're coming in confident. They got that upset win in the MAC title. They're 11 and two. And when Matt, when uh, Brett Gabbert went down, it didn't stop them. the The challenge though is the the backup quarterback Smith, who who played the last handful of games, he's transferring. So they're going to be down to their an unproven third string quarterback. But when I look at it, their offense with Smith didn't do a whole lot with his arm. They relied on on their great defense. They had the number one special teams unit in the country. App State clearly has an advantage, offensive advantage, but they might be a bit down. They got blown out in the conference title to Troy. So I'm actually going to make Miami of Ohio my lock. All right. Next bowl game. The, I'm not sure how you pronounce this. I should look this up. Oh, well. I, I Letta <laughs> is Letta. Iletta, New Mexico Bowl. I don't know what that company is. It's amazing uh, how many we don't know. <laughs> New Mexico a lot of State. regional stuff. Yeah. Uh, New Mexico State's favored three and a half against Fresno State. So they're, you know, in their home state for this one. Uh, Fresno State, without their head coach, Jeff Tedford, who's stepping away due to health concerns. Um, New Mexico State, I think, is going to be without one of their best receivers, Trent Hudson, who's in the transfer portal right now, has some Power Five offers. Uh, but the good news is it looks like Diego Pavia is is going to be healthy for this one at good. quarterback. So I got to bet on him. He's just too fun to watch. Of course, he had that uh, road win at Auburn. And, I mean, New Mexico State, they, they've just closed out the season really well. They had eight straight wins until losing in the conference title against Liberty. But, you know, they might have won that game had Pavia not gotten hurt. Yeah. At least it, it, it maybe would have been closer. So um, in front of the home crowd, you know Fresno State coming off three straight bad losses. I just think all the momentum and the uh, at least the what do you call it? What are we looking for in bowl games? The juice. The juice seems like no, no. I'm looking for a very simple that oh. number one thing you handicap in bowl games. People say motivation. Motivation oh, is the look, word I'm looking for. Oh, I didn't know where you were going. With New Mexico State. It. <laughs> it's late. Uh, it's our, late. Yeah, that's right. The we're going to the Starco Brands LA Bowl, no longer the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. UCLA favored four against Boise State. This is a tough one because UCLA they've lost three of four. They lost Dante Moore to the transfer porter portal. Defensive star Latu is out. They got three coaches gone. Um, 
And then on the other side for Boise, Taylor Green, he committed to Arkansas. Their other quarterback, Maddox Madsen, has a torn MCL. So it's going to be most likely their true freshman, C.J. Tiller, against, you know, still a, a stingy UCLA defense. He hasn't attempted a pass all year. But that's not going to scare me because I'm going to take Boise. That you know, There's a lot of uneasiness with, with Chip Kelly now. I saw a stat that their offense, their last in FPS – in scoring percentage when they in the red zone um and Boise you know they galvanized since Avalos was fired they you know they rattled off win after win won the conference they still got Ashton Ginty uh he's a horse at running back they'll they'll ride him so I'm taking the points with Boise okay next up Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl (laughs) Cal versus Texas Tech Red Raiders Red Raiders favored two and a half this was a disappointing year for them, though. Um, and their receiving core took some hits with transfers. Uh, they're starting left tackles in the portal. So that's not great. On the other side, Cal lost their leading tackler to the portal. And their offensive coordinator, Jake Spavital, went off to Baylor. But I'd say overall advantage Cal in in the you know health and transfer department. So overall, this is a tough one. I mean, both teams are pretty evenly matched offensively and defensively. Both, you know, are statistically in the same ballpark on both sides of the ball. So I'll just go with the team that's getting two and a half points and the team that's probably happier to be in a bowl game. They're more, what do you call it, Trey? They're more motivated. motivated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Texas Tech had a little bit bigger and better last year, but not <laughs> there year. Give me a, oh, now I, give me Cal. You got it. All right. We're going to Monday, December 18th. The famous Toastery Bowl, Western Kentucky against Old Dominion. Old Dominion's favorite two and a half. The line here reflects that the the prolific Austin Reed won't play for Western Kentucky. Helton wouldn't confirm as of you know when we were recording. Just kind of gave the coach speak that you know we're getting everyone on the team ready to play. And I just think Old Dominion they're excited to get this chance. Uh, they're going to be without the the nation's leading tackler, uh, Jason Henderson. But they won their last two bowl game or last two games to get bowl eligible. The last one, they scored 17 points in the final two minutes to win by one just to get here. Um, and Western Kentucky, they didn't have the season they wanted coming in with the higher expectations after that amazing 2022 season. You know, it's I, I think it's hard, of course, to gauge teams' interests in some of these bowl games. But I'm just going to lead with the Monarchs. Uh, you know, they rallied to get in this position. So maybe a little more excited and motivated. Okay. Uh, last one we have here on Tuesday, December 19th, Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl, UTSA minus 13 against Marshall. UTSA lost the AAC Defensive Player of the Year, Trey Moore, to the portal. But they are are definitely yeah. in better shape than Marshall. Marshall lost their quarterback and center. And we still don't know if if freshmen start or not freshmen, but their uh, their star running back Rasheen Ali, far from a freshman, if yeah, he'll be uh, off to the NFL, I believe, and not sure if he's going to sit this one out or not. But quarterback is really the the big loss for Marshall because Cole Pennington, Chad Pennington's son, is, wow. is the backup. He's a redshirt freshman. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, and oh he has gosh. zero touchdowns, six interceptions on the no. year. So. Not super <laughs> bullish. Oh, <no. laughs> yeah, not bullish on on his chances here up against a you know pretty decent UTSA defense. So with UTSA, you know Jeff Trailer st- staying another year, so I think he'll Crazy. have the team ready to go. And uh, yeah, UTSA laying the points. I hope. And Frank Harris, one last ride. Yeah, he's had he's had a great career this year. Numbers not, uh, and he was 
I think fighting through injury, but uh, yeah, numbers not up. quite as good as, as previous years. But uh, he lost a couple of offensive coordinators, lost some skill players, so understandable. Uh, but that'll do it for this week's episode of the College Football Bros. Uh, we hope you enjoy the first weekend of bowl season, and we will talk to you next week.